I should be wearing this. Because it's cold. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to. Okay. I feel so much pressure to be interesting. Yeah? Yeah. Don't. Don't even worry about it. Okay. Um, uh, we're already recording. So oh, we are. There's okay. one thing. Oh, okay. Um, so you've already been vulnerable with everyone. Okay. I was just getting comfortable on the floor, thinking how how do we go about this? Well, you haven't done an intro yet. Aren't well, I don't. Supposed to start with an intro. I, I mean, some of them have an intro. Okay. And some of them just start recording, and then you just are going. You roll into the episode. Okay, so That's we're officially the on the like record as of what two minutes ago, a minute ago. It's recording. It's been recording for okay. like twenty minutes. <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> it got the call, and I can, I can go ahead and like cut that out if, if you if you want or like if you if if she wants or something. We, we probably or should. Or I can just keep it. Yeah. Well, I mean. But it's up to you. Yeah, we should yeah. probably cut that part out. <laughs> um, we could talk about it. <laughs> The phone call, because that was really funny. Yeah, and then people will be like, well, I wish I could hear it. And we're like, well, sorry, it was yeah, a private that's call. Yeah, that's just gone in the, in the universe. <laughs> um, but I, I guess I guess just to you know, explain what the phone call was about, um, uh, my wife is visiting her sister in New Orleans, and they just went to the French Quarter, and there was a... There was a... a guy with a whip in the French Quarter sell, selling whips and he was like and uh, my sister-in-law said he was like a super white guy uh, they're, they're, they're Filipino so um, and they were scared and put off by him because he had like the big cowboy hat and the big cowboy boots and, yeah. and he had this, he was cracking this whip and uh, uh, and it sounded like, it didn't sound like an Indiana Jones whip, it sounded like like apparently she's been taking all of these um, uh, in New Orleans, and she's going to law school down there. And uh, she's doing a lot of whippets, taking a lot of whipping classes. Uh, probably a lot of whippets, <laughs> I would assume. Um, but yeah, but the the the, the uh, like there's like a like a eating whip history classes talking about like slavery because it's a South, you know, and yeah. and they were just I guess they for the last six months. They've been describing this whip sound in class, and then she heard it on the street today from a fucking street vendor hmm. who's a super white guy selling this thing. It was like very like pro slavery, she she said. And 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 to to reiterate to go circle back to what what my wife said on the phone, and I didn't want to be taken out of context. I didn't want to start the story off with this, but she said, and she's a little drunk. She's like. The South, it's pretty slavey down here. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? Let's back up because, I, like, you know. And then, and then they had to go on and tell me the story about the, uh, the super white guy with the, with the hat and the, the selling the whips. Did you know that's where the word cracker comes from? As yes, I've heard that. Yeah. Like, I used yeah. to think that cracker was just a way to say white people are so plain, like a saltine cracker. Yeah, and I like saltine crackers. Most people do. And, and I, thought that was a, I thought that was a term of endearment. Most people do. Yeah. <laughs> but and then it's like, 
no, it's whip cracker. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, it's way heavier yeah. than I fucking thought. Have you ever been called a peckerwood? I still <sighs> don't know what that means, but I've it always means, laughed it off because it sounds so funny. To I me. think it means tiny dick. Oh. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, separately, they each mean dick, but, like, peckerwood on its own, I think it means tiny dick. Oh, hey, Peckerwood. Really, I mean, I, I guess that's, I, I guess that's a good. <clears throat> I'm just dis. I, I, I thought there'd be more to it. I'm just disappointed that that's what the. Tiny dick. Okay. Oh, all right. I, I guess I'll be offended whenever I get called that again. <laughs> I haven't been called that in years, but I have been called that several times in my life. At Yamatat. Yeah. At Yamatat. Y a m a t a t. Hashtag. Um, Pecker, wouldn't you? <laughs> Pecker wouldn't you? <laughs> Not my strongest hashtag. I can. I've come up with some good hashtags before. I can't think of any of them right now. Dude, I'm still tasting that elote from earlier. Wasn't that so good? It's so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, it made me want. So many corn on the cob, like corn on the cob every day. Yeah. Woo. So we we uh, we had dinner in uh, Koreatown. Um, At Plato. Yeah. Plato. 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 By Brave Brothers. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're a good spot. Um, <clears throat> me and my wife go there to watch whatever game we want to see. It's a good bar. That's not. Uh, I shouldn't even be talking about this on a podcast because I love my neighborhood so much and I don't want people to know about it and come ruin it. They're not going to. Okay. It's just like pretty good food and then fucking elote. If you've never had it, look it up. Make it. Uh, go buy it somewhere. Fucking, it's delicious. Corn on the cob with... Uh, mayo? Like cheese, some type of spicy mayo, and uh, pepperish something. Yeah, Some like hot sauce, hot pepper, flaky and, stuff. Yeah. And um, it's spelled E L O T E. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And with a lime. It came with a lime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they shave it off for you, like right there. It's really Ooh, good. But the corny white guy would look at it and pronounce it as uh, Elote. Elote. Yeah. What's a loat? Yeah. <laughs> You'll hear that a lot. Yeah, that's that's what the servers will start to hear once once the place becomes super popular. Oh, uh, there is a there is a place I was talking about earlier. Um, uh-huh. It's on Edgeware and Temple. It's called Park's Finest Barbecue. Okay. I live in that neighborhood, so I'm gonna tell you about it. Yeah. And, and your listeners, so yeah. that that place blows up because I love their food. Um, they have the best cornbread ever. It's the big cornbread. It's the whole place is Filipino infused barbecue. And some things, and the amazing thing about Filipino food is on paper, some of the things sound disgusting, but it's actually the most delicious thing you'll ever have. Like a hollow, hollow dessert, which they don't have at this place, but it's like basically like beans and gummy bears and, and shaved ice and purple ice cream, like, like ube ice cream all mixed in to one concoction and it's layer by layer you eat it and 
it's a every mouthful is a different flavor. It's like it looks disgusting, and in a way it is. But like whenever I have it, I just can't stop eating it. And, and What's it called? Hollow Hollow. Hollow Hollow. Yeah. And and my wife thinks I'm making fun of her, but I'm like I'm like no, this this thing should not exist. But it's like so oddly delicious. Um, but this. Barbecue place, uh, Park's Finest. It's right on the border of like Echo Park and historic Filipino town. And uh, they they have like this coconut uh, uh, beef dish, which yeah. is amazing. Uh, I usually stay away from things that have coconut in it because so many people fuck up coconut recipes or they use that imitation coconut that you find in cereal and it's yeah. just disgusting. But this place is like legit and... Their cornbread's amazing. It's just fantastic. Sounds awesome. But everybody should go there. Park's finest. Park's finest. Because I don't live in that neighborhood. Don't go to the other place. Don't go to the other place. <laughs> We're not even going to say the name I of like the place my, again. Yeah, I like yeah. I like my neighborhood nice and quiet. It's not like you can like rewind it because you can't. Lines. Because it's just going. You can't yeah. rewind. What are you going to jump ten seconds back? Can't even fucking do it. It's dare amazing. you? I dare you to do it right now. Yeah, they're, Welcome not, back. they're too lazy to dismiss their lock screen and type in their passcode and <laughs> they're doing something else on their phone. Yeah. yeah. That's how I am. I'm just like, uh, I'm not. You're distracted and that's okay. Yeah. Um, so that's a good segue. Do we talk about <laughs> distraction and technology? Or no, that's no. Boring. Um, that's boring. So I, uh, yeah. I really want to ask you about your stuff. Okay. You've made movies. A couple. How many? Uh, what what have you what made, qualifies as a movie these days? Like whatever you want. Like you you've posted it places. People have watched it. Like yeah. you've gotten feedback. Yeah, uh, I yeah I, I've done some some fun short stuff. I've had fun too. with short films. Yeah. Um. So uh, those count. Those get awards. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever had really. Well, I've gotten. Actually, yeah, I've gotten a couple of awards, but I guess I've never gotten anything that prestigious. So I'm like, ah, you know. But I'm happy to do what I do. I'm lucky. I love it. It's fun. Had a short called um, Dog Lovers. Okay. Uh, It was at Sundance a few years ago. It was about people who have sex with dogs. (laughs) Did you actually watch it? No. Oh. (laughs) No, it's about people... It's about a couple that meets on a blind date mm-hmm. to talk about their Dogs. love of pets and genitalia. <laughs> and they kind of like use their uh, their pets as a uh, kind of a segue to talk about genitalia when they're, you know, it's got it. It's a big innuendo. And yeah. It's, uh, and and I, for the people that are being grossed out right now, <laughs> it was at Sundance. Can I name drop that? It was at Sundance. Do it. <laughs> I think I mentioned that. I have to remind people that, like, you think I'm a pervert, a sicko pet pervert? Hey, there's some pet perverts at Sundance that seem to like it enough. So, um, uh, I've gotten some hate mail, some death threats on, uh, on uh, Facebook for, for this. For real? Well, I don't know what constitutes a de- as a death threat. I'm not trying to play the victim here. I'm just saying that they they did the little gun symbol at me and the emoji. Oh shit! And I went back and forth with this lady, like, and 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 I was being really nice to her. I'm like, really, you should watch the movie. Just here's the link. And then mm-hmm. she kept like, and and my actors, she kept like putting like, 
I want to bang bang her in the face and him. I want to like, and and I took screenshots of all of this. And I'm like, and there's a language barrier barrier too because she was Brazilian, and and I was having to translate her threats. <laughs> Thankfully, I had a gun emojis pointed at me that I could. I, I, I got the gist of it, but I but then I had to I understand like, the emoji. Yeah. <laughs> And then I translate, and then I had to translate my words back to her, and it was like, it was really stupid and awkward. And oh, it was like, man. oh that sounds like an interesting process. Yeah. But um, oh shit. Uh, yeah, but you should check it out. I think you'll like it. It's it's okay. a short. It's like uh, four and a half minutes. And, Dog lovers. Yeah. And it's on Vimeo or something. It's on my Vimeo. It's on my YouTube. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, my, uh, my cast members, uh, Tanya Cornelisi and Graham Sibley, um, they're both super talented, uh, actors, funny, uh, and they co-wrote it together, um, and we shot it, uh, in an afternoon in a, in a park, and, uh, and, yeah, it was, uh, it was literally, literally, well, there was four of us, I had a buddy kind of help out and help, help me move the boom mic and stuff, because we just had a, we had it on a mic stand, and I was my own DP, and, yeah. You know, we. It was just a really simple, like, four page thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, we didn't think it would go anywhere. And, and went to Sundance. Yeah, they shared our sixth sense of humor. So That's cool, man. Cool. Yeah. Um, I did sound on a short film. We shot it at um, fucking Three Clubs. Do you know that? I bar? remember that place. It's still there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On Sunset and. Uh, no, no, Sunset, Santa Monica and Bond. Uh, yeah yeah and um it's a pretty dope place and I, I did sound there and it was before i knew what was wrong it was before i got diagnosed oh shit and so while i was walking around with my cane they're like is there any way you can do the sound without your cane because <laughs> it's gonna be loud and i'm yeah. like yeah uh yeah i guess i'll just have to walk so I walked like knock kneed the whole fucking time, <clears throat> and like my cane was just hanging out over off to the side, and I'm in pain. I'm like, I don't know why my legs are like this. And I have to use a fucking cane, but I got nominated for best sound. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, it was the 48 hour film festival. Oh, okay. And. um... Yeah, I got nominated for Best Sound. I was like, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't win it, but I was like, that's dope. Well, one of my awards I got was also for like a 24 or 48-hour thing. And and uh, and, and I, I feel like the award was just a participation award. <laughs> they're, they're all really nice. I really Thanks like, for playing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a very specific award. I still have it. It's neat. I'm like, okay, um, but yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Now, shotgun wedding. Did you see that one? Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. What What'd you think of it? I loved it. Oh, cool. Okay. It was I really I love that movie too. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. It wasn't what I was expecting, and um, I was like. Yeah, yeah. My buddy made that. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
You I, directed it. Directed, directed it? it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it Who was written it? by um, uh, uh, Worm, Josh Worm Miller. and um, Shout out, Josh Miller. Yeah. Do you know Josh? Worm. I don't know. Yeah. And Pat, Patrick Casey. They, they uh, co-wrote it together. And um, I, I th- yeah, yeah, I, I haven't talked to them in a while. I think I know this through social media, so I guess I'm allowed to say it. They, they're writing the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie from what I've what? seen, I, I believe. Yeah, like, anyway, uh, I, I don't want to be distracted with my phone. I'm not going to look it up right now. But yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the case, and I'm really proud of them. They're cool. They're super talented really funny guys that's and, awesome uh, and they also acted in the movie too they played the um they weren't the main uh they were in the wedding party but they weren't the main like any of the main characters they were kind yeah. of like the the side tertiary um, but side characters. yeah like the usher characters cool you know you know patrick's got the long hair and then josh was kind of like the quieter one to kind of um i'm trying to remember what uh, yeah, they did have some dialogue. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Same. But you'd know if you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shotgun Wedding. It's on Netflix, right? Uh, you know, I don't know where it is. I know you can you can buy it for download on all the major services, but I'm not aware of it streaming anywhere right now. Um, yeah, so I know you can torrent it. <laughs> buy, uh, buy it on iTunes or Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure. Rent the, it. You could probably rent it on support those the too. studio system, even though the studio systems don't necessarily support the filmmakers that make their films. Um, can I can I say this? Can I talk about this? Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we basically made the movie for free, and we're not seeing any back end on it. So, uh, tour in it. I'll be straight up. You know. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. You know. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll let you know when I do make a movie where I receive back end points, and I will kindly ask that you purchase it. Um, or what I should be doing, I should be. Well, nobody does physical media anymore, but I, I would love to be slinging DVDs out of the back of my trunk. Like, there's a romantic, nostalgic part of me that wishes I could do that. I'd be like, hey. Want to see a movie? I got one in my trunk. <laughs> Give me ten bucks. Like I kind of wish I made this. Do I you could, want it? I could do that. Yeah. Some some people Just get special features together yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I can put my own special features on there. Some people like yeah. wish that they they, they do a commentary. Like they, do a director commentary. Should, yeah. I never got offered the opportunity to. <laughs> but yeah, some people feel like they missed out on the opportunity of shooting on film. You know, they're like, yeah. everything's digital now. I'm never going to get a chance to shoot on film. Yeah. And I've shot some shorts on film, and I, I really don't care. I prefer shooting on digital. But that's the, but the thing I just mentioned is one thing I, I missed out on. Yeah. I've never been able to sell my movie at, on physical media out of, out of the back of my car. Yeah. That, yes. Now that <laughs> that's part of it, That's part of the dream. I, I, I missed that dream. <laughs> I missed the boat on that one. Because my first movie went straight to Netflix, and I, I was like, oh. "I want, I want my first comedy album to be on vinyl." That'd be sweet. Because that would be dope. Yeah. And I mean, also on um, some streaming platform of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> 
so that you can watch me do stand up and tell your friends. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had Will Anderson on one time, okay. and he's a he's an Australian comic, and so I guess I have a following in Australia now. Really? Yeah, that's sweet. I don't know how big it is, but Australia, shout out! I'll come tour and do a podcast tour in Australia. Okay. <laughs> we uh, uh, the the guy in Chalk and Wedding that played Declan, he's Australian. I've still never been. I want to go. And uh, we had on the other movie. We don't have to talk about it just yet. <laughs> we had our entire stunt team was Australian. They're awesome guys. Dude, that was crazy how I was talking about the video I was in, and then Jason was like, oh. you seen it, yeah. He was like, I saw that. My friend Jason saw a video that you were in, yeah. <laughs> that I was in. Yeah. And I don't know that we'd met. You and Jason met once. You crashed. But uh, before the video, or maybe... Yeah, you would have stayed at our place like three and a half-ish years ago, maybe four years ago. It was when you were still living in San Diego. Yeah. So that would have been before your video, right? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, I but don't he know. only met you once. And was yeah, like, and then he, I think he just saw it because he was looking up BuzzFeed videos. I don't think it came on his timeline because oh. he just added me. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's funny. Jason's... Jason would be in denial of actually looking for Buzz, BuzzFeed videos. So <laughs> the fact that you're saying this publicly, that he's the type of person that would watch... But that was a couple of years ago. I mean, we've all changed a lot <laughs> over the years. True, this last year. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't have, I don't have the time for BuzzFeed, A, because, like, I'm trying to get work. Yeah. And B, because... I'm like, if I want entertainment, I want it to speak to me as a TV show or movie, or speak to my ears as a podcast. And that's pretty much all I consume lately. Yeah. I I was in, I was getting more into comic books earlier, like in uh, like last year, when Meltdown was still a thing. Oh yeah, they were closing. Did they close it? I don't know. There was a crowdfunding. Or was it crowdfunding or was it a petition I to save something. to save the whole block as like a historical landmark to oh, be like yeah, yeah, this, that's what I saw. Yeah. to be like meltdown is a fucking land. Like if you yeah. just tear it out, people will lose their fucking minds. Yeah, people will show up and chain themselves to it. They yeah, it's probably one of the few places where people actually would do that. A lot of people claim they would, but I don't buy it. But that's one of the places I, I could see actually see it happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, those buildings are dope. Yeah. Aside from it just being, like, it's a comic book store where there's comedy shows in the back. The tattoo shop next door is, like, pretty iconic. Yeah. And then a after that, I think there's a smoke shop where you can, like, buy new pieces and stuff. And you're like, this is a dope, yeah. this is a dope block. Let's keep it up. Yeah. Let's not industrialize our whole fucking lives. Let's not rush towards Wally. -E. Oh. <laughs> oh, everyone wants it so bad.
Yeah. I could just sit in a chair and then get everything I want every day. Let me do that. Let me just get an iPad. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Let me get the new model iPad because the new model has a touchscreen. <laughs> I gotta have the, the one with the touchscreen. <laughs> they They all have a touchscreen. They all have a touchscreen. Everyone's a John G. <laughs> I'm a John G. <laughs> Dude, that movie's so good. First time I saw Memento, I was like, whoa. Doing this on your phone. So, how's the mic quality on this? It's pretty good. I probably shouldn't be asking this during a podcast. No, it's cool. I, I, uh, I have my, I have my blue yeti. Oh yeah, I've got one there too. And I have it. I have my mic in the car, and I was gonna plug it into my laptop, but in the in the past. Uh, in the past recent times that I've tried it, it just doesn't find the driver, and then I'm like, oh, because you're from 2006, you fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Quit being such an old laptop, be a newer laptop. And, because I'm doing it in Audacity, and I, like, edit it all myself. Oh, wow, yeah. And I post it all on my website, typing it all in. There's an XML editor that I signed up for when I signed up for my podcast, and it was like, it's free, and they don't have support. Here it is. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll use that. Because <laughs> otherwise, there was one. That, there's ones that are like ten dollars a month, and I'm like, ten dollars a month? What the fuck? Yeah. No, I just want to have the internet, put the podcast somewhere where people can find it, and then iTunes also finds it. Nice. Oh, it's been a journey. Yeah. Um, speaking of journeys, uh-huh. speaking of um, body temperatures, <laughs> 98 <laughs> degrees. Let's get into it. I wanna, into that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tell everyone. Uh, I don't know where, where to even begin with this. It's a uh, movie called Dead Seven. It's a movie called Dead Seven. Um, which is really Starring. Starring. Uh, All of the guys from? I'm, okay, let me get this right. Because um, I don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, it was three of the five Backstreet Boys. It was Nick, Howie, and AJ. Okay. Um, and, uh, okay, and then we had... Uh, 98 Degrees, Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees. Um, Jeff is the only one from 98. I apologize if I'm forgetting anyone else, but we had um, almost all of the members from O-Town. We Actually, we have all of the current members from O-Town. Um, and uh, the, the fifth guy is doing his own thing these days. Uh, and... Uh, all those guys are awesome. Uh, we, uh, Eric Michael Estrada, um, he is one of the leads in Dead Seven. He's one of the seven. Okay. And uh, 
the three of the other O-Town guys are, like, you know, they were all kind of, like, they were a bit busy, so they did, uh, like, smaller cameos and stuff. <laughs> and, uh... It blows from... my mind that your cast was, like, all boy band Maybe. members! And, and they, uh, they were... They really surprised me. And they were oh, great. Like we, they had, were, uh, we had uh, uh, two guys from NSYNC. We had uh, Joey Fatone. Oh! And, um, and we had Christopher Patrick. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because, like, uh, I just listed off all these names. I'm really actually surprising myself that, like... And I know all these guys, and I'm, like, friends with, with them. And, yeah. Like, but like I was, I was really only friends with like Nick before all this started, and now all these guys like, like I never thought I would know all their names before and be <laughs> this into like '90s boy bands. I mean, you worked with them. I worked like, with them. Yeah. But like, and I, I never like even growing up and in high school. I'm like their age, but like, um, uh, well, I'm Nick's age, and Nick is kind of on the younger end of that spectrum of all those guys. I think. I think even in Backstreet Boys, Kevin is the oldest, and he's ten years older than than Nick. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like the generation of, of all those guys, mm -hmm. or the the range. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. growing up, I I never like I don't think I ever bought any of their albums. I never went to any of their concerts. Same, yeah. But I never turned the radio station when they came on the radio. Like, <laughs> um, but now nowadays. They were a guilty pleasure? Uh, I guess, yeah. You'd come I, on the radio and you'd be like, I oh, I'm not going to turn it off bit, if you, you know? don't turn it off. But I still, I do honestly get some of the songs confused. I have to, like, I know Nick's voice really well. And so I'm like, wait a minute, is this is this a Backstreet Boys song or an NSYNC song? And I have to, like, listen. I'm like, oh, no, no, I, that's not Nick's voice. That's, like, somebody else's. That must be NSYNC. <laughs> so I, I'm... I, I apologize. I'm really bad. If any of your viewers are fans of of all them, like hey. I, I'm not caught up on all of it. But I'm like I surprise myself. Are, you guys are doing great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all of their fans are awesome. It's like they. Um, so I want. I don't want to take take that for granted because their their fans like support them through everything they do. Mm -hmm. um, like this music video I did for Nick. Uh, I, I made sure that this this shot got in the video because as I was editing it, I, I and we saw people cheering and then I happened to pause it on a freeze frame and saw a tattoo on this this person's forearm. Yeah. And um and I think I think the tattoo was uh, uh oh shit I just I just heard the song in the supermarket like three days ago, um. Now I now I'm blanking on it uh. It's one of the major Backstreet Boys songs. Uh, Backstreet's back. All right. Don't. Playing with my heart or something. Anyway. Quit playing games. Quit playing games with my, my heart. heart. I think. I think that's my what. Heart. That might be it. And it's like written around my her arm heart. in like an oval shape. Yeah. I'm something, something from the star. I want you to get sued. The star. <laughs> the star. I didn't realize you were such a fan. Quit. <laughs> I I just know like s s choice pieces of yeah. of certain different <laughs> songs because my sisters would listen to them growing growing up. One of my sisters was into O Town. Oh okay. Yeah, and yeah. um, then one sister was into maybe the same sisters, but both were like into boy bands. In yeah. Sync and Backstreet Boys, I think were the yeah. other two. Yeah. 
And then a little bit 98 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's funny, because, yeah, like, some songs are recognizable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, some I know off the... I'm like, oh, of course, yeah. Because you're like, those were hits, those were blasting in the mall, yeah, like, yeah. everywhere is unavoidable. But some of them that just come on, they, like, they're... Yeah, yeah. I, I also, recognize the big ones. And also, like, the appeal is undeniable. Where you're like, I get why people listen to this, because it's making me move. Yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, the tattoo I was saying that in the video... Right. I, Quit playing games yeah. with my heart. <laughs> I, I put it in the video because it was, I made sure it fits somewhere because I thought it was so cool that she branded herself. Yeah. With this these song lyrics. And then I made it in the video and then the video was released and went up on YouTube. And like a week later I checked out the views and of course like the views were like, oh wow, this is getting a lot of views. And one of the comments on it was like, you can see my tattoo at like... Three minutes and twelve seconds in the day, yes. something like that. And then I was like, so I went and looked. I'm like, oh, that's that's the girl. So I click on her profile, and she's doing vlogs, and and then she like, it's the she reaches out to her laptop, and of course you see it in the foreground, the tattoo. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, that's so awesome. So I, I like, I might have followed her. I forget, but I definitely liked her comments, and I, yeah. I might have written her back. I forget, but like. But anyway, their fan, their fans are like so cool like that. They, um, they're really supportive of them, and yeah. and uh, and 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 all of those guys are so humble too because they know that they, like, they they wouldn't be who they are if they didn't have such a massive fan base. So they are always so respectful to their fans. They they like they bend over backwards for them, and like and and I see some of them like. Like, how do they have the energy to do all that? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's... Dude, all, like, the cool. choreographed dances and stuff, yeah. like... Yeah, man. Oh, and and about that, and, and I, like, I'll say Joey Fatone is, like, a quadruple threat. He can sing, dance, act, and fight. What? Like, he... Uh, You're like, he, he was, kicked my ass. Uh, no, like, watching him with the stunt, stunt guys was, like, so cool. He, like, he uh, he was throwing tables around. He was throwing punches, and he was taking punches. And yeah. he made it look legit, and he was improvising. Like, there, there were times where, like, uh, we, we went into it. We had no script. Most of it was shot without a script. And, um... Which is a long story. Were you at least given a log line? We were kind of given a log line. <laughs> we shot the movie with no script. And we and were kind of given a log line. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Something. <laughs> what? It was, it, Make was a, the movie? it was a bunch of ideas that came together last minute because we we had a script that we wanted to do, and then, and then this company came along. And they were like, "Oh, we'll do it if you can get the rest of your boy bands to be boy band friends to be in." And we're like, "Well, this is a different movie than we want." And then the movie, this is on and off for like a year. It's happening. It's not happening. Oh, we have to change it. Oh, we have to like yeah. And and so um, so minute I didn't think it was happening. Then I guess they were like, "Well, we found a distributor. It'll be on the Sci-Fi Network, but." 
they, they want to take out any they don't want it to be a, a traditional western which is what we wrote they want it to be a sci-fi futuristic post-apocalyptic with western themes yeah and it's like okay so that's a fairly easy rewrite and then we got it back from the studio and or the network and it was completely rewritten it wasn't fit, like it wasn't finished like there were literally scenes that like where characters would were killed off and then they'd come back later like the scene the scenes just weren't gelling and i remember it wasn't actionable and so like we got it and we're like how are we going to make this work and 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 there was like there was like no money to like bring the writer out on set and i was like like we got to i i don't know so we ended up just like winging a lot of it and and these guys were so cool with it. They were like, you know, we're just here to make a movie with our friends. Yeah. So we just, we're here for the experience and let's just all have a good time. We're so happy to be here. We're happy to be here. Oh, and that's the best. Yeah. When the, like, when everyone who's there working there is like happy to be there. Yeah. It's like, it, it, the feeling around the production is so different from other times where we're just like, People who are like, oh yeah, what are you here for? Oh, what's your manager? Oh, you, your agent guy, yeah, that's cool. Me too. I, yeah. Oh, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. <laughs> and you're like, cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny because all these guys have been good friends for a long time. Yeah. And, and But over, like, especially in the 90s, it was like, there's this, like, the media had started this feud between them. Like, oh, a fake feud? I guess. I think it was just so the media could sell more. Or a family feud. I don't know. <laughs> the media just wanted to sell more <laughs> newspapers, so they're like, let's let's create drama between all these guys. But like, I think that was like the biggest hoax that this movie revealed is like, no, these guys have actually always been friends. Like, there's never any like they toured together, so they probably the hung bands. out. Exactly. Yeah. They probably talked about like, oh, you did that cool dance move. Cool. I've been, I've been looking. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Can you believe this fucking tour food? It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they ca- kind of carried that over in the movie. Like, just that kind of, like, um, uh, I wouldn't call it competitive. Camaraderie. It was camaraderie, but, but like, you're like, oh, well, I got this dance move. Check out this dance move. You know, it's not like having a dance off. It's, uh, it's kind of like, well, um, I'm going to go do this scene and I'm going to, I'm going to kick ass at it. So, your next scene better be better than mine, mm-hmm. so I have something to be better at than you later. Like, like that's kind of how they they played it off with each other. And and, and those I just si- killed it. You better yeah. kill the next scene. Yeah. And 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 going back, going back to like Joey, he has the most acting experience out of all those guys. He was actually in like the big my big fat Greek wedding movies. And oh yeah, he's been in other stuff too. And he's done Broadway, which I didn't know until yeah, cool. until I met him and. Um, and actually, the day I met him, he was wearing a Return of the Jedi shirt. Nice. And I, I think I might have had a Star Wars shirt on, but, like, we didn't even introduce ourselves to each other because we knew who each other were, and then I think we just started talking about Star Wars and then <laughs> made a couple jokes with each other, and yeah. it was like, yeah, but, You're like... like well, this dude's cool. Yeah, he was cool. Everybody was cool right off the bat, but, yeah. like, he was, like, he would work out scenes with people. I remember Howie and him were, like, sidekicks... Their, their characters, the sidekicks to each other, mm-hmm. and Howie from Backstreet, and he, Howie never acted before, he really wanted to, I mean, he's done little things, but like, he's never had this big of a role, and he was kind of nervous, 
And he was like, you know, he's like, uh, and I know how musicians work because they give each other, like a producer might give them uh, what would be, be the equivalent of a line reading. Like, oh, how about you sing it this way? You got to, you know, and they... Yeah. So musicians are very used to that. But like, um, Howie was straight up like, well, if you have to give me line readings, that's cool. But I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, I don't want to... I, I, yeah. I, and I don't want to like have you get used to that if you want to do more acting in the future. So I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. But we'll play with things, and you've got, and then so I brought, you know, was talking to Joey, and Joey and him started like improvising and riffing on, off the stuff with each other, yeah. and next thing I know, like Howie is just like he's just quick and sharp, and like yeah, it was like he had been doing it for a while because I don't know, it, but that that was a kind of like um, it was cool. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. So, but everybody, everybody had a great time, and. And Nick was kind of like just a real driving force um, that brought everybody together, and yeah, it was, and it was like, um, yeah, it was just it was just a rad rad experience. Dead Seven, where is that available? The same as yeah, you can you can purchase it and, rent and is it, it seven on all the spelled main, out or is the number seven? The number seven, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, it's, I really don't want to say this, but um, I mean, I, th I think it's, I think you'll have an enjoyable experience, viewing experience, if, uh, and we kind of had this in the back of our minds when we were shooting it, that um, we're, you know, we're making a drinking game in the, in the format of a movie. Some do people make drinking games in the format of board games or card games, or they modify card games and board games as drinking games. This was a, a drinking game as a movie. As a movie, because the type of because the the company that you know produced it, they we got no notes from them throughout. Like it, uh, it it was like, well, the notes we got made no sense. Yeah. But they make movies like Sharknado and stuff, which are, and we I guess we knew we knew what we were getting into, but but we also like they were like oh yeah but you guys have fun and do your own thing, but then like uh, I don't know it's I peed for them twice oh you did okay you know what it's like yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, and and they they really. I don't know. It, they they don't pay their directors for post. I'll just say that. <laughs> so it's kind of like you just show up. You're a hired gun, and you kind of just walk away. And in a way, that's nice. But then, like when you watch it, and you're like, well, all the problems that we were trying to foresee and fix for them, they just went. No, it was it was it was fine. Not making sense. <laughs> so we're like, okay. Oh. But there's like. I will say there's more self aware Baby Wizard was a parasite? <laughs> you introduced me to my wife. <laughs> but yeah. It, it it was it was such a it was such a pleasure to make and to do and everything, but like but like yeah, there's a more self aware version on the cutting room floor somewhere, like Okay. Uh I, I don't know, which I'll never I'll never see. You Director's know. cut? Probably not. <laughs> oh. Because I mean, if I do get to do it, uh, I'll be I'll be 
doing the director's cut for free, and they'll they'll make all the money on it. I think that that's how the industry works. Because the EP so. was like, yeah, no, and he was like, I'm putting money for this. It's the Sci-Fi Network, and they you're making it. Yeah, so it's yeah. like whatever, like. But it was a fun experience and an interesting experience. It was it was fun, interesting, um, and uh, and yeah, it was just it it was it was cool. It was uh, we shot in Montana, mm-hmm. and we got um, like a lot of locations were just really like just let us have like free reign of the place. We had uh, we had high school kids coming um, to. Uh, you know, work on the movie, be PAs, be zombies, whatever. Like, I, there's there's one kid, and every time I met him, I didn't recognize him. And uh, because he was always dressed up as a different zombie. And um, and he's... And now that I, like... And afterwards, like, uh, you know, when I saw the movie, I somebody had to tell me that that was the same kid, like, on set. I'm like, oh, shit. His name was Josh, I think. So I do remember his name. I'm not an asshole. But they were like... Well, you know that kid's been with us this whole time. I'm like, I didn't know he's he's always made up and is a different zombie. So I can watch the movie and be like, oh, there's Josh, there's Josh, there's Josh. Like <laughs> he's in like eight scenes as a zombie that gets killed. Different zombie. As a different That's zombie, cool. it's awesome. And he's uh, like a at, at the time he was like 17 years old in high school, and his mom was driving him and picking up, him up from set. I remember meeting her in a parking lot like a, after we wrapped, and uh, <laughs> she was waiting for him, and and uh, and I'm like, That's that's what my mom would have done for me when I was in high school, you know, mm-hmm. like if a movie came to town and it, it's like, it was like so cool. So I just really hope that Josh is proud of the final product. <laughs> <laughs> Dead seven. Dead seven. So, um, that's dope. What's something that you would love to do? And it doesn't have to be just one thing in, um, filmmaking and like directing and stuff. Um, I mean, I'm... Also, you're a writer. Yeah. Director. Yeah. Photographer. Uh, I wouldn't say photographer. Videographer? I, I, I've... Cinematographer. Cinematographer, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't... It's a slippery slope. I don't... I try not to tell people that, because (laughs) next thing I know, they're asking me to be their cinematographer, and... (laughs) And, and you're like, no, I'm my own cinematographer. Yeah, I'll be my own cinematographer. I'll I'll be my own editor, but <laughs> but then editor. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't tell. But yeah, and now I'm publicizing this. I'm <laughs> um, but but these days, I you do you do have to kind of be a, a jack of all trades. All trades, yeah. Yeah, but you just you got to be careful that you don't. You know, spend your talents on somebody else and. You end up making them look, you know, look good, and then you've got nothing to show for it because you just did them a favor, and that person might not return the favor for you. That happens way too often, you know, yeah. not just to me, but other friends that, you know, and it's like, it's like, so... Um, it's like, it was just a spoken agreement. Yeah. There was nothing official. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then you show up, and, and uh, they don't have a game plan, and... You're you're supposed to be their DP, and then you end up kind of shadow directing it for them because they've never done anything like this before, and they're overwhelmed, and and yeah, it's it's like, well, I mean, you have a great idea. How about how about we produce it together, and, and or 
hire another director or or hire somebody or me or somebody with a vision and and don't like yeah don't uh passive aggressively like ask somebody with a better eye than you i want i don't say better better but more experienced eye and yeah it's just you know it 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 creates resentment with people you know and i, I see this not just like in my position but i also see that with uh other positions down the line like um some some like dis- like like for example like a production designer might be relying too heavily on people that work beneath them and yeah they end up taking all the credit and all the money at the end of the day for themselves mm-hmm. and they're paying other people like nothing and producers do the same thing um it's it's a, yeah, I don't know, it's it's a weird business. It's a weird business. Just just uh be careful, protect your talents, work with people that you like. Um It's a weird business too because you're like everyone is trying to do this. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And it's like I'm going to stand out though. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to stand out. Yeah. And it's 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 a struggle yeah. and it's a it's a it's a struggle because it's hard to keep finding work, that kind of work, sometimes. And, I mean, sometimes you go homeless, like me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just weird, and you just have to deal with it. Yeah. And record your podcast on your phone. Because sometimes that's how life rolls out. <laughs> sometimes that's how life shakes out, and we just have to deal with it. <clears throat> and it, it's kind of, like, actually inspiring to see you just rolling with the punches like this because I've been I've never been in your situation but I've been very close and and I had to mentally prepare yeah like when it was coming and I saw it coming and then I like on a phone call with my parents one time my I can't remember if it was my dad or my mom but whichever one like kind of just shrugged it off when yeah. I was like I might have to start sleeping in the back of my car and yeah. they were just like no, oh, he's being a comedian. Just he's, a comedian. he's being funny. Just get a job and it'll be fine. I'm like it's not like that anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh that's crazy. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh. So yeah, some something you you've wanted to do. Um, I mean, I yeah, I I kind of want to do everything. It's yeah, there's never you enough time movies, in the day. Movies, TV, uh both and and I love more. all genres. Yeah. And and but if I had to pick one thing or a couple of genres that I know I could go out and make tomorrow. Like I've already got some some stuff, but like they'd be like you know, like comedy and television. Yeah. Um even though yes, I, yes, I, actually, I, yeah, I want to show you my stuff, uh, and see what you think, cool. um, and so we can help each other out, but, like, uh, but I also For have, the like, listeners, a, I just pointed at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do, uh, like, like, I, I love sci-fi stuff, I love, yeah. like, you know, and, Dude, and I've, I've got, got a lot of I've got a... concept stuff, but I, I haven't been making that type of stuff, like, um, uh, or I mean, Dead Seven was kind of high concept, but honestly, like, we were set up for failure and we didn't have the tools to execute it properly. Um, 
So I don't know mm-hmm. if that if that movie's really gonna like. Should I not be saying that? No, no, no. I'm just saying like, it's a heavy statement. Okay, we, rewind we and cut set that up, part out. Huh? Oh. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just like we were set up for failure and we weren't prepared to deal with it. Is that what you said? Well, we weren't given a script. We were given uh, 58 pages of script. And, and con- contractually, we had to turn in a 120-minute uh, edit. Yeah. So it's like, we well, could just shoot everything half speed. <laughs> <laughs> Slow-mo the whole Slow- movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but that's how a lot of these movies... It's, it's about quantity and not quality, you know? And yeah. so, like, so anyway, back to your original question. It's like, uh, this, most of the, the stuff, the quality work that I've done... Is, is all comedy. Yeah. And so if I had an option tomorrow to go make something, I've got something ready to go, it would be like a comedy TV sh- series and I've got two other scripts that I'm working on that are both comedies. But um, if I had the time and money in development, you know, to flesh out some of these bigger concept things, um, yeah, it, I would also do like sci-fi and more horror type stuff. Because yeah. I love that shit. Um, I've got some of that too. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if a studio is going to come and just give me that money based off of my work right now. And I think that's what a lot of filmmakers need to. I've got live lines. Dude. Be ready for like when yeah, it's like, your your work your portfolio. Like, you know, check it so. out, studio heads. Thank you for all coming into this room for to meet with me. I've got all these TV shows ready, and uh, here they all are. <laughs> <laughs> And like there's this one, it's like this, this, this. There's this one, it's like this, this, this. It's sci-fi. There's this one, it's a comedy. There's this one, it's another. And then they're like, "We've got some shows to make." And and then I put on some sunglasses, and then that song by the Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's the whole thing with CSI, right? He always says something, and then he like. Puts on sunglasses at the end. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you want to make it all. You want to do it all. Uh, yeah. If I had the opportunity, I'd take it. I'd you were saying you wanted to do more with stop motion. Yeah. You um, got that cool. I would. Yeah. So was the Catan stop motion. Yeah, I would like to do more with that. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah. But actually, making a stop motion movie. I think that'd be really cool. I don't know if it's something I would want to direct. It's so like time Have consuming. Have you seen Anna Lisa? I, I haven't seen it yet. No, but I I would do- totally produce something like that. It's Charlie Kaufman. But I I don't know if I would want to spend the time photographing it all. I'm I'm a very patient person. I love shooting time lapses. Just yeah. kind of on the side is my own thing, and I'll experiment and do some stop motion. But I don't think I don't think I could ever do a movie like that. <laughs> I think. Uh, I, I'm a very fast shooter. I like to shoot fast and move fast, and I think, I don't know, like maybe that, I, yeah, I don't know if that's something I, I it's wouldn't do that. a lot of being it's a lot of commitment. Still. Yeah. Being very still. Yeah. Probably checking the lens a lot when you take the picture. Yeah. I can't imagine the patience. Yeah. I mean, I can, but... It seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Well, uh, when when uh, me and my wife were on our honeymoon <coughs> traveling in... Uh, Excuse me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, uh, we were 
did a whole like Mediterranean tour and it was really cool and but we were with like a tour group and I would always be lagging behind because I'd be taking a lot of photos or some video clips and sometimes I would walk ahead of the group. I knew that there were gonna be a few minutes and like set up a nice time lapse. Yeah. So they would they would eventually pass me and then I would have to go catch up to them and and my wife was really annoyed because I was doing that and <laughs> and, uh, and because I guess we weren't experiencing shit together. And I was like, okay. So I, I had to like be very choosy about the moments I stole for myself to go sit down and do a time lapse. Yeah. And, uh, and there's so much fun to do because you get to sit there and kind of people watch while the camera's rolling and, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and, and rather than like going with the tour guide and you you see like 10 seconds of everything, I'd rather sit in one stop in one spot and, and absorb something for a good like five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get more out of it that way. So when we uh, we broke after that portion of the trip ended, we spent like an extra two days in Paris after the yeah the, the tour guide thing. Um, nice to just like go on your own. Go and... on our own, and we walked all of Paris. It was amazing. And she because we weren't being led by other people. She finally kind of like chilled with me. Yeah. And when we go sit down and do a time lapse, or and and uh, uh, she was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool. We actually get to stop and smell the roses, you know? <laughs> yeah. Rather than just like so, be whisked back and forth. And yeah, exactly. Plans, plans, plans. Like, yeah. It's um, it's interesting how 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 planned your life can get if you let it. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, okay. Every week I'm going to do this, this day at this time. Yeah. And then every week I'm going to do this, this day at this time. Yeah. And you better not miss it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's crazy. But from that aspect, I, I, I can see the beauty in doing, like, a stop-motion movie. But, like, I, I don't know if I would... You know, I, I'm the kind of person that, like, I've never held a job longer than, like, <laughs> three or four months. <laughs> So, doing a stop-motion movie, you know, you'd be shooting that thing for like a year, year and a half, I don't know. Um, I think, I'd probably go a little crazy. I think it took um, Charlie Kaufman like three years to make the the one that he made for Starburns Studios. Wow. I'll check that out. It's, I, I still need to see it. I'm like, right. so there's this movie... Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, but it looks so good. <laughs> nice. So, uh, thanks. So, what's your favorite part about making something like? Um. Oh, that's 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 your favorite part. It's hard to say. Uh, I I will say that. There's a lot of different parts to the process. Yeah. Well, the the cool thing is is like like when I when I made my first movie, there's no money. It was uh, like shotgun wedding. Like I came in and we shot it in like eleven days, and it was a found footage movie. So that like bought us a lot of time because we can let things play out and we set it up like a kind of like. The scenes just played out like stage plays almost, you yeah. know, and uh, and that's how we blocked it, and 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 
we limited purposely limited ourselves like where we put the camera because we wanted the camera to be authentic like as if it were coming from the wedding videographers mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. a lot of the staging we we were very deliberate in limiting ourselves like i said um but uh there wasn't a, there wasn't time there wasn't money and we even i think i think we turned around the edit of the movie within like gosh like uh six weeks it who was wrote, like who wrote that one Shotgun? Oh, that was the Worm and uh, Josh Miller and uh, Pat Casey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they... Josh Miller and Pat Casey. Good job. Great nice. job, guys. And, uh, but, like, there's, there isn't really anything... I mean, of course, there, there's always stuff you'd want to change when you reshot it on the day, but, like, that movie, uh, I'm, I could totally live with every decision we made on set, even though, like, a lot of them were rushed in, like, 11 days. But I do wish that we had, like, just an extra week in edit. We, there's no sound design on the movie. Oh. Like, it was just, like, it was some ADR and some minor, like, cleanup. But, like, there was no time to actually have a sound designer. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and even, like, the color on the movie was, it was just, like, a quick pass. Like, um... I don't know, because it made the it turnarounds... More it made it more believable as found footage. That's true, yeah, but I feel like it, I feel like uh, if there was more time and money, we just put a little bit more polish, we could have made, like, there's... I, I had I had requested from the studio that we, well, let's get, like, uh, some camera sound effects. Like, if you're recording, you know how those cameras are, like the handy cams? Mm -hmm. They're very noisy cameras if you're recording on the, on the mic. Yeah. And so I wanted more of the sound design to actually sound like it's being picked up on the camera mic, and you hear the actual snap zooms and stuff like. Yeah. None of that in there because we didn't have time. Yeah. And um, but that's the kind of thing that I, I kind of wish. And I think we could have like trimmed up a couple scenes a little tighter, and and so it's so so that's one of those things. But this is all just me being super picky. <laughs> uh, I, I know most people probably won't feel the lulls that I feel when I watch them. movie. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I want to cut that beat out. I want to... I, I need to hear a little sound effect. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, so um, but I'm really happy with all the decisions in that movie, ex except for, like, not having the time, which that was out of my control, and, the, you know, the studio yeah. just wanted to put something out. And, yeah. Anyway, so, um, but... Uh, back to your question about what my favorite part yeah. is about What's it. Favorite it's, part? It's, it's It's like... I went into that and I felt like like it might be overwhelming, but like halfway through, I'm like, this ain't bad at all. You know, I'm surrounded by a good crew. Mm -hmm. We have a good script. Yeah. Hopefully I'm a decent director. <laughs> and, um, but like when all these ingredients come together, like, um, uh, you know, I, I felt like after, uh, well, it was, it was really after Dead 7, I think that this idea in my head solidified. It was like, um, I've talked to other filmmaker friends of mine and, and they're like, uh, I don't even know, like if, if somebody, if, if somebody had approached me instead of Peter Jackson to do the Lord of the Rings movies, I don't know how, I don't know how I could do it. How do, how do you do something like that? And, and, uh, like that's so, that sounds so overwhelming, but like, I, I think it was by the time I finished Dead 7, I was just like, it's, it's really not like, I guess my point is, movie making can be easy. If you, yeah. If you have certain ingredients, you need you need a good crew, good cast, uh, uh, a script, and 
and yeah, cast and crew. You need a good talented cast and crew, yeah. and uh, good and script. a good script, and um, and you just need to be able to see it all the way through. And, and yeah, but nowadays with media being mm. so instant, instant and, and disposable, yeah, it's kind of like it's the nineteen. What decade was it? Like nineteen forties, where they're throwing all the old film reels into the Santa Monica Bay because movies were just disposable back then. What? I think that's where we are now. So there's a lot of like movies that were just like tossed yeah. and destroyed to make room for like new like negatives in the film vaults at these studios. Really? So they threw out all of these old movies back in the day. I imagine um, them throwing them out of buildings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I heard they literally dumped them in the bay. Like that's what they were told they told us in film school. I don't know how true that is. But oh. I have the same imagery in my head that you do. But um, but I feel like that that's kind of the state we're in today, which is it's we're it's, being flooded and inundated with entertainment. Entertainment and and it's coming from all angles. Yeah, T-Mobile I just saw is opening up their own channel for pe- for people who have T-Mobile. And I'm yeah, like, it's so weird. I'm like, like, cool. I guess. I guess. Like, there's there's shows more of us are going to be working and having opportunities. I guess, but like. But who who's going to watch it? Yeah, and who are the overlords of this content? Do they know how to run a studio? I don't know. And they're just... All they want is... they. Verizon has Go90. Yeah. You're like, are people watching shows on that? I know yeah. there's shows on it. Yeah. There's also Facebook Watch. Facebook has their own free thing. That if yeah. you just go on Facebook, you can watch shows on there yeah. to stay and on I, Facebook. And it's and I'm I'm really interested into technology, but I do not know how to access any of those. <laughs> and it's so fun. and that's that's a problem. That's a problem. They they really nothing none of this stuff is streamlined, you know, and like a lot of these companies, these these quote studios, yeah. these T Mobile studios or these Verizon <laughs> studios, they just shutter after a couple of years. You because know? And no one knows how to run it. No one, yeah. So like, um, you know. It's, it's By like, the way, if you're still out there, Verizon Go ninety and uh, T Mobile, fucking what is it called? I forget. I mean, I'm interested to learn more, but just let me know how to access it, not yeah. just on my phone. <laughs> But I want to access it on my laptop and on my Xbox. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to burn my battery out on my phone. Yeah. Just to watch a show. Make an app for every Make platform. Make an app for every platform. Yes, thank you. Make one for Android. Yes. Make one for Windows Store. Make one for iOS. That's the only other one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and Apple if you want. <laughs> Which is the biting the hand that feeds me. I'm always like, fucking hate Apple, yeah. stupid Apple, and then I'm like, thanks for putting my podcast out. <laughs> but uh, please rate it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, so your favorite part? Yeah, uh, I, 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 is when it's going really well. Actually, I, I like it when it's not going well, and you kind of have to figure shit out. Like, <laughs> and and it, you deal with something like that every every day. And if, if something is going perfectly, you, you you maybe maybe you need a little disaster to shake it up. I mean, you need because it's those happy accidents. Yeah. You know, uh, whether it's like a happy accident in the performance of a scene, or a happy accident where like the you know. Uh, 
a, a, a big scene scenic element doesn't show up on time and you have to shoot around it you you might come up with something better than was originally planned yeah. so that stuff I welcome I welcome happy accidents all the time but like as long as like we said if, as long as you have these ingredients making movies even with these happy accidents is should technically be a very easy thing if you surround yourself with good people and a good story yeah. and and uh, and uh, and and even even if you don't have have that it's still gonna be a fun experience um, and and worth worth doing so yeah dude yeah that's um, cool that you've made movies you've just made movies and you're like yeah. yeah you can watch my movies online if you want that is neat I'd, I'd still <laughs> wish I could just pull it out of the back of my car and hand it to somebody that'd be neat I don't know where they put it get physical copies screener yeah I should do that they're screeners but but I, I like the idea that it's it's yeah. kind of like <clears throat> I don't know it's not a it's this is not an original statement or thought at all but it's kind of like you know this it's like a it's like a circus it's like being a part of the circus yeah and and you and everyone's doing their own thing everyone's doing their own thing their own thing and there's you, there's there's organization kind of kind of and it's different every day. And sometimes it's like, there's food. Yeah. Today <laughs> we're going to shoot free food. shoot a scene with an elephant, and the next day we're going to shoot a scene with a with a car chase, and the next <laughs> element is just all dialogue. And then there's going to be action. And then there's action, and 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 even if, even if you uh, and then a game show. Yeah, and then a game show. And, and a reality show. Personality clashes. You like, you're like, ah, I'm not going to see this person in a week. I'll never work with them again. Yeah. It's fine. Let's just yeah. make do with it and, and you know. And drink do with yeah. it. Yeah. See you in the next life, brother. You know, like, <laughs> I love Lost, by the way. My Lost reference for the day. Oh, man. I still haven't seen it. Really? I've seen, like, a few episodes in season one. I'm, I'm, and I was like... Okay. I, I, I'm one of the people that not only liked the ending, but I understood the ending. A lot of people... I think you explained it to me a, a yeah. years ago. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And so that stuck with me. So anytime someone would be like, um... The show didn't make sense. No, they'd just be like, I loved it until the end. And then I'd be like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So here's what happened. Because yeah. <laughs> there are people that still think that the show, like, never... Like, the events of the show never happened. Like, it was a Wizard of Oz thing. Yeah, I'm like you didn't watch the last episode. They, they were like, there were there was a scene where they basically, like, ex the exposition was like, yes, everything happened and this is how it happened. Like for the people that were like not listening, and they still weren't listening. Yeah, you know. But um, it I'm was not, too smart for them. I think so. Well, like, but but to there's been shows where I'm yeah. like, this was too smart for the general public. So they didn't watch it because they felt dumb when they watched it. Yeah. Like... And people really don't like to feel dumb. Well, like Arrested Development. That yeah. was one show that was completely way too smart. Yeah. For the time. Like, yeah. a lot of jokes, people just didn't get it. And it was on at a weird time. And um, But then The Grinder was one that recently happened. Uh -huh. Did you ever watch I, that? No, I haven't. It was Rob Lowe and Fred Savage and Mary Elizabeth Ellis, the waitress from... It's always sunny, and um, a few other people. Steve Little, I think, the guy who's like um, Danny McBride's sidekick in Eastbound and Down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and Natalie Morales. Anyway, great cast. And the show was about a show called The Grinder. But it was about the actor who played him, Rob Lowe's character. So there's many times during the show where they're talking about The Grinder. Uh-huh. But they're talking about the show that he used to be on that was a law show. Uh-huh. Where he'd be like... <coughs> I, I grind for justice. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it's like, I grind every day. <laughs> and, um, and it did have the double meaning, too, of, yeah, like, him yeah. hooking up with a bunch of girls, but, um, but it was funny because he came to his brother's law practice, Fred Savage's law practice, uh-huh. and, and he's like, I've, I've spent some time behind a, uh, or in a courtroom. He's like, not a real courtroom. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, but couldn't we? Or like, isn't it? Like his argument would always be like, but is it? Yeah. Or, but couldn't it? Couldn't we? (laughs) And they're just like, no, no. And then they're like, but couldn't it? And you're like, oh man, this is so good. It always references itself and that's awesome. Yeah. But I wrote a spec for it. Oh, yeah, you did mention that. There was only one season, and I was like, I'm writing a season two, episode one right now. Yeah. <laughs> Read it. It's on my blog. You can get to my blog through my website. Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Yamitators. That's what I call my listeners. Yamitators. Yeah, um... So your favorite part? I thought I kind of answered it. <laughs> I, I ramble. I, it's like when it's... It's like when it's going well and, like, well, my everything... My favorite part is, is the, yeah, the communal aspect like the process, of the experience. process of, like, everyone yeah. chilling and you're like, dope, you did good today. Like, this has been, been, been fun. Like, let's go back tomorrow and do the same thing. Yeah. And then at the end of the shoot, you're like, oh, man, I'm gonna miss you guys. Yeah, you just answered it better than me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's the experience, it's the art, and it's, it's, and that's the cool thing about, like, filmmaking is, like, it's a, like, it's, it's a super, it's one of the only arts that relies so heavily on technology, whereas, like, most music and even just, like, uh, physical art, art, physical, you know, yeah, like, you don't need a lot of technology to create that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, you need a lot of technology for film, to create a film, but to go, but to, uh, but film encompasses so many types of art, and mm-hmm. and I'm kind of such a fan of so many types of different things. It's it's such a great way to like to create and and remix shit, and you know it's like it's, and you bring it's it all a, together, and then bring it all together. Yeah. Dude, when someone appreciates something that you've done, where you're like, I put a lot of heart into this, and then you, the feeling is really good because yeah, you're just like, cool, yeah. I. I'm so happy that you like it because I love it. <laughs> like with when I had um, I had a, never really a band. Like I had a band and we played one show and then they split. Like they both went off to college. I'm like, yeah. cool, whatever endeavor cannot make it through whatever endeavor. <laughs> All right, got it. <laughs> um, 
but like solo stuff and you know just any kind of admiration after a song where you're like shit I spent some time on this yeah this means something yeah one song I wrote it was like uh, it was just it was a story that I thought of and it's like a five and a half minute song uh-huh. and then someone was like whoa did that really happen like did your ex-wife really die and this was before I was even married at all yeah. and I was like no I just wrote it yeah. and they're like whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh, art's weird yeah but I love it I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be in any other profession yeah uh I just get bored. Um, I I probably get fired for doodling during meetings. Yeah. Or or I don't know. Yeah. Making short films during during breaks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Yeah, in any uh, like yeah, we would just our skill set and our 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 perspectives just wouldn't mesh in like you know the typical corporate job or world or whatever. Yeah, yeah. which is failing. You're failing, capitalism. <laughs> Fuck you, capitalism. Just make money and then just make more money. That's the meaning of this country. <laughs> I, I I look at it like um, I I try to put myself. In other people's shoes, like mentally, I try to, you know, see it from the other side. I try to look through different lenses. I think we all should do that. Not enough people are doing that. Um, but I, I think about like, what is it that makes people greedy, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to, I, and and I'm I'm trying to understand the sensation of greed. You know, what is it that tickles you about? Getting way more money. Yeah, or about like so much money. Like that guy about the like the AIDS pill, and he was charging like ten thousand dollars a pill. Yeah. Like the douchebag. What the hell? Yeah, whatever. Like I'm getting all the numbers wrong. I know, but but you know the guy, Scarelli. Is that his name? Scarelli, probably. It sounds right. Martins. Yeah. I don't. Anyway, it was a um, life-saving pill, and he was like. I invented it, so I'm marking it up like ten thousand percent. I would choose yeah. the price. Exactly that guy. So yeah. um, you think about it, and 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 I didn't crack this until a few years ago. I was like, you know, why are people like this? Why do people or like why am I why am I on doing this job for somebody and and they're paying me peanuts and they're you know they're not telling me what the budget is or you know it's like yeah. and and uh, and these are. And this industry is full of people like that who claim to be liberal, who claim to like be for people like Bernie Sanders, but they themselves are a part of the problem because they're not spreading the wealth, they're not sharing the wealth. Yeah, they are paying people minimum wage, and you see that every like like everybody's guilty of it. Yeah, you know. So, but anyway, but I I figured it out. I figured out where that sensation comes from, and it gives me a little bit of empathy and compassion for them. They they need to correct themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. But a few years ago, I, I can't remember what game I was playing, but money and your bank account going up probably has the same feeling 
of your gamer score going up when you get achievement points on Xbox. Because I get that feeling when I get a game, I look at the gamer score, and I'm like, how many points can I add to my gamer score? <laughs> I get a little greedy for gamer score points. I, I'm not a greedy person. I don't, I like, I, I don't, like, it's in terms of money. It's achievement unlocking on every level. It's like people, people have, people need instant gratification. That's what the gratification. one percenters are, yes. People need instant gratification, and so, like, apps give that. And, like, where it's like an app game where you're like, oh, shit, yeah. look at all my And some people do that about social media. It's achievements. It's social media achievements where it's like they, they, they might not even be all about you know, the causes they say they're, they're doing, but they're getting the likes, they're doing it for the likes, you yeah. know, uh, the one percenters are doing it for the money, um, bums like me are just, I'm just gonna go play a video game, get some gamer score points, you know? And, like, I, like, I do social media, and I do a lot of it, but I do it all for me, and I'm like, if people like this, and look at this and like it, yeah. cool, but yeah. if they don't like it, I don't fucking care, like, yeah. I'm not, it's like, I'm entertaining with something that I think is funny, and I hope you like it, but if you don't, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how, that's how I've been able to wrap my head around where people are coming from. I don't know, I don't know how to solve any of these issues. I don't know how to, you know, but it, I don't know, and I don't know if that's a completely stupid perspective, but that's what I've gathered. I. That's where that, that the root that feel that little greedy feeling that little yeah. that little feeling in your tummy that you get yeah. when you get that, that high score. Dude, when I was yeah, I've been uh, I've been working on high scores on um, Robotron. Robotron twenty eighty four. I haven't played that. It might be at eighty two. I'm not sure, but it is a button mash. Okay. And um, <coughs> it's a game. That Ernest Klein talks about in Ready Player One. I'm okay. Pretty sure. And if he doesn't talk about it in Ready Player One, he talks about it in Armada. But I'm okay. pretty sure he talks about it in Ready Player One. Okay. And um, I like I think I played it in an arcade a while ago, and I barely remembered it. And then I saw it in Button Mash, and I was like, Oh yeah, this game. So it has. It has eight different directions that you can go, uh -huh. and then eight different directions that you can shoot in, because yeah. there's two different joysticks, and that's all you use. Oh, cool. And when it plops you into this spot, there's robots all around, and you have to kill the robots and save the humans. You go collect the humans, and it gives you points, and it stacks by however many humans you get. So if you get, like, ten humans... That's a lot of points. Yeah. Because it goes 1,000 to 5,000, and then each human after that is 5,000, 5,000, 5,000. You die, you get a new life every 25,000 points. And this one night I was at the arcade, um, this dude comes in, and he's like, he's probably like 60. Yeah. And uh, he saw that I was like plopped down with a stool in front of the game. <laughs> And he goes, he had this, like, stack of tokens that he just bought. And he was like, hey, man, I drove a long a long way to get here, and this is the only game I'm interested in. Um, so if you want, we can, like, play it, because there's, like, two-player mode. Uh -huh. And so then 
this guy was like my Yoda. <laughs> he was like, he was like, there's a, there's a pattern and you gotta fucking, and he got to this level that I'd never seen. And I was like, oh, I've never seen that level before. And his score kept going up and up and up and his score got to like 400,000 or something. And I'm like, whoa, the highest I've gotten before this was 70,000. <laughs> so then I'm like trying to get my score up and up and up. I think the highest I got is like 250,000. And to crack the top scores of the entire board that it saves for like all time high scores, I'd have to crack um, 7 million. Wow. No, no, no. Sorry, not 7 million. 700,000. And the highest score on the entire machine is like 2,100,000. I'm like, oh, fuck. How do you even get that high of a score? It's really good. Really good game. Another one's called Food Fight. Uh-huh. You're running around as this kid, Charlie Chuck, and Charlie Chuck is running around going past all these piles of food, throwing them at the chefs that are coming up out of the ground in different holes and trying to either like catch you or also throw food at you. Yeah. And this is another one where it's eight different directions while you're running, but then there's a button over here to throw, and there's a button over here to throw. So you can use the joystick with your right hand or your left hand, and you can use the button on either side. <coughs> thing about that game is the calibration gets off on the joystick a lot, and what happens is you have to do five seconds calibration for each direction, <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, every time I come back here, like I'm playing it and then at a certain point it just kind of fucks up and like forces me to like move in one direction or just not able to move around the board. And I'm like, fuck, this sucks. And it's because I think when you're calibrating it, it's supposed to be like full seconds, you know, like really counted out because this is an old computer and I've seen them do it. I'm like. I'll just play Robotron. <laughs> I'm like, if you're not going to take the time, it's okay. Like, I get it. It's a frustrating game to fix all the time, but it's a really fun game. The first time I played it was in my um, sister and brother-in-law's house. Like, he has one. He found one. Uh-huh. He's like, these are really rare. He turns it on in the garage, and I'm playing it, and I'm like, this is the funnest fucking game. Oh, yeah, so you're running from one side of the kitchen? I don't know if it's a kitchen, but all these chefs were popping up out of holes out of the ground. Also, you can trick them into walking into the holes and falling down, and you get points for that. And so you're you're running across the kitchen to get to this ice cream cone that's on the other side. Uh-huh. And the ice cream cone is melting as you're going through the level. So if you don't get there in time, you'll just lose out and like <laughs> lose that life. Or the chefs will get you. Or the chefs will throw food at you. And so you're like, there's so many different aspects to it. And it's such a, it was such a simple time for games. And you're like, this game has everything. Yeah. A food fight? Yeah. Crazy, crazy ass chefs who are trying to hit me with food? Yeah. There's some chefs that are a really bad shot. Like, but they keep getting in your way as you're trying to get to the ice cream cone. So it's almost like, oh, excuse me, oh, excuse me, oh, excuse me. And you're like, motherfucker, get out of my way. And you yeah. have to, like, go find food and hit, throw it at them. And... Yeah. Oh, man. 
Here, here's an idea, and this is just uh, just to be nostalgic. Um, some of some of my best memories growing up with me and my friends, we would get a new game, and we would try to beat it in one night. Yeah. We get the game, and and we we try not to. You know, we wouldn't use a Nintendo Power. You know, because that'd be cheating. We'd yeah. Try to figure out all the secrets on our own, and and try to make it through, and stay up all night trying to like crack this game. And I haven't had that experience in years. And like, I'm trying to think if there was a game. Cuphead. Cuphead's a little too hard. Dude, I. I, I want I want something with some like I, Cuphead is very. Um, it's very it's basic timing on, and memory as well. Basic memory and timing, you know. But I I, I kind of want to play like an adventure game, like a like a Dragon Warrior game or something. Or maybe maybe we should play the South Park role playing game, the RPG. Dude, is and it play multiplayer? I don't know. Let's look. But like, if we played that tonight together, like, let's stay up all night. <laughs> let's play a video game. I'm down. And uh, let's try to beat it in one night. Okay. Um, we'll try, try to find a two-player game, though. Yeah. Um, uh, that would be so much fun. Hell and yeah. It would be so much fun to do with you. I'm down, dude. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. I kind of wish we could take calls in right now. If this was live and people could tell us, yo guys, you gotta play this game. This is so fucking cool. Like, this is the part of the show I oh, wish wait. that could happen. Do you have, uh, does your Connect have Twitch on it? Probably. Right? You could probably connect your Twitch account. Yeah. Do you have a if Twitch I account? Have, I probably do. Well, it's now with, Amazon owns them, right? Now it's with E-A-L-E-X-A. Hey Alexa, do you own Twitch? I don't own anything. No. Hey Alexa. Who bought Twitch? Who owns Twitch? Twitch.tv is owned by Jeff Bezos and Amazon.com. That's what I thought I was right. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. It's cool. Anyway, uh, I probably have a Twitch account, but it's probably not connected. I don't I don't know. I, I, I could, could maybe I could maybe log into mine. I could I've find, got some followers. I could find... Yeah, I don't... If I have it, I don't have any. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. All so. right. Dude, I feel like this has been a really cool episode. I hope so. I don't even I, know how I, long I, it's been. I, I apologize for any rambling. I don't know. Hour 56, which means, like, after chopping out the phone call and stuff, probably, like, hour and a half. Do you think people actually want to listen? Yeah. Okay. People listen to all of this. And it's because, Am like... Am I going to get any hate mail for stuff I said? No. You didn't say um, anything inflammatory. Uh, you didn't say anything flagrant. Well, uh... <laughs> did I clarify what I meant earlier about the, uh... What did I say earlier when you, you were like, Wow, that's a bold statement. What did you say? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like, that was a... It's like a heavy, heavy statement. It's like, uh... When something hits you where you're like, Whoa. That's. I was just being real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you can't fault me for that. No, it was dope. I'm not talking shit on anyone. I'm like, this is the nature of the industry. And like the words that you used went together in such a way where I was like, that was a beautiful statement. So it hit me, and so I was oh, like, oh okay, whoa. Oh, I thought you were like, whoa, whoa, bro, you should, you should scale that back. No, no. If you no. ever want to work in this town again, you should. You should be so <laughs> real, you know. <laughs> No, it wasn't that at all. That's oh, okay. I misread. Like, I misread. Whoa. <laughs> it's like deep. Okay. Um, 
So where can people find your stuff? Plug all of your stuff. Um, that you want to like. To... I I uh, uh, gosh, I have a website. Um, it's actually it's not up to date. It's dannyrow.com. D a n n y r o e w. I think there's a race car driver. That's r o w e dot com. <laughs> Another Danny Rowe. If he's listening to this, I'd be surprised. But like, <laughs> I've I. I still have friends that misspell my last name. Yeah. And and they're like, hey. I know some Rose, R-O-W-E. I really don't know any, but I'd like to meet them. But I was like, uh, I have friends that misspelled my name, and they're like, uh, I, I tried to email you. What, what's your email address? And <laughs> turns out they sent it to, and, and sh- shit, Ble- bleep that, because now I just gave out my email address. <laughs> so. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh. Uh, yeah, there's a contact form on the website. Use that. So um, anyway, he, uh, I emailed him because it turned out we had the same email address, just with the letters flipped. Yeah. And uh, I never heard back from him. Um, and I was like, but I was like, if you ever get any mail, just forward it to me, and let's be let's be bros or something. Yeah. It probably sets up more profe- professional than that. <laughs> so my emails typically sound very professional. Yeah. Better than me. You know, because I have time to actually sit down and thoughtfully write <laughs> something. Um, I never heard back from him, and I don't know if... Yeah, but, um, yeah, he gets a lot of my email. That's that's the point of this pointless story. So, DannyRow.com. DannyRow.com is my domain. E-W. And my handle on everything, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter... I, I hate most of these platforms, but I have them anyway. Yeah. Uh, is at Danny Rowe. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't mean to sound like a social media Debbie Downer or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of wear and tear and toxic people online. And it's, it's an interesting minefield. And, um, there's, there's it a lot of. It used to be fun, but it's, yeah. There's a, a lot mind, of. There's you a, said it just right. Yeah. yeah, it's like an interesting minefield of like, this person is on a tear and they're really mad about something. And yeah. that's, that's interesting. And they're going through that. And I can either comment on it, read it, or scroll past it. Like, you just gotta make the decision in the moment. I'm gonna because there's so many social medias that if we get sunken into all of it, it's like, shit. What are we spending our time on? Yeah, just being social with pictures and videos. Yeah, but like, you can only do that for so long. It it reminds me of that line in uh, "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead." The babysitter, and she turns off the TV, and she's like, (laughs) "TV rots your brains." (laughs) Remember that. I think I'm quoting it correctly, and, even with the same, you know, inflection, but... And I disagree that TV rots your brain. Well, yeah, I've always disagreed with that, and, and I still disagree with that, but, but we are finally at a point where we discovered something that does rot your brain. Which is, like, social media, social media. to uh, uh, a, an extensive amount, where it's like, yeah. all day, you're looking at notifications and responding and trying to keep up. It's just another thing to worry about. And I, it's a different thing if you're getting money for it. Like, then it's a job, and yeah. then you're like, then you're like, dope. Like, people are responding, and sponsors are reaching out, yeah. and like, getting stuff. Yeah. And if you're and, actually making a positive impact on whatever community that 
you're representing, that's really cool. Then even cooler. Even cooler. Um, but, but if you're like in it, just like looking at other people's lives and other people's stories, it's like cool for a little bit. Yeah. But all day or like most of the day, it can just consume you where you're like, this is all I do now. Yeah. Or you look at stuff and you're like, oh, that's how that person feels. Oh. Oh. Wow, it's it's like that scene in The Sixth Sense where he's like, he's got the little blanket right here, and he's like, I see dead people, they just don't know they're dead. And it's like on social media, I'm like, I see racist people, they just don't know they're racist. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. But this has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. And... <laughs> Danny Rowe. <laughs> All right, later. I'm, I'm